Good evening, everybody. It's Adria, host of the Mom Life Podcast. I wanted to briefly come on here today um, just to, first of all, to wish every mother, all mothers, wherever you are, whatever situation that you're in, I wanted to wish you a happy, happy Mother's Day. Um, I know that our job does not come easy. Well, we don't even look at it as a job, but I know that our, our title, the word mom, does not come easy, and it it's not to be taken lightly or for granted. Um, and I just wanted to salute you all on today, just applaud you all on today. And if your mother is still in your life, I encourage you to love on her, hug her. I know that's kind of impossible, but not impossible, but kind of impossible right now as we're supposed to be social distancing. But I want you all to just let your mother know how special she is to you, how much she means to you. And for those of us like me that cannot do so um, physically, Uh, My heart and my prayers and my thoughts are with you, all positive vibes, um, because we know that our mothers are truly smiling down on us today. And it's a very special day. I wish, well, for mothers, we really need a whole year for all that we do. But I'm so thankful just to be able to share this moment with you, just to be able to come on and just just be free, just be real. I don't even have a script today. Normally I would uh, because I try to stay on task because sometimes I can ramble and get off task, but I didn't want to do that today because I wanted it to just feel genuine, just feel real, just feel free without any script, without any prompting. So um, here goes. Um, Why is today special? I can't put into words what my mother meant to me. And I have to take it back just a bit because I can't put into words just how much my mother truly meant to me. And for a day to be set aside for her to be appreciated or loved on is truly not enough. And I know that you all can agree with me when I say that. My mother truly was one of a kind. And I know um, this is a Mother's Day episode, a special Mother's Day episode, but I feel like I have to take it back a bit so you get an understanding of how I came to be the woman that I am today, how I came to be the mother that I am today without mentioning my mother, um, God rest her soul, um, Verlinda Ann Gaynor, or Verlinda Ann, she's a Davenport uh, maiden name, and then she remarried after my father died. Just too many last names to keep up with, so we just go, <laughs> we just go to keep it at Verlinda Ann uh, Gaynor. Um, the one childhood memory that I have of my mom, well, I mean, I have lots of them, but as I mentioned before, I don't want to ramble. So I just want to keep it, keep it going, keep it flowing. But the one childhood memory that I have 
of my mother that I just like to highlight is the simple moments where she would come tuck us in or read us a bedtime story if we wanted to. Now, mind you, after our father passed away, my mom was a single mom up until I want to say my junior year of high school. She remarried then. Um, so I was seven when my father passed. My brother was five and my sister was three. So just imagine what it was like, you know, back in the, the early 90s. My father passed in 91. Just imagine how traumatizing, how devastating, how difficult it was not to raise one, two, but three, you know, kids, especially in the 90s coming through those times. I know like our grandmothers and our great grandmothers did it, but it felt different, I guess, because I, I mean, I wasn't raised in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, coming through those eras, but I know that they made a way I don't know where they made it look easy. They made motherhood look easy. And I can truly say that those were the most special moments about my mom, how she just loved on us, how she cared for us. I never knew. It wasn't until high school that I really understood just how much my mom struggled raising three kids on her own. Um, and I'm not going to turn this into a, um, you know, a glory story. That's not what this is for. But, I mean, we were, we received, we were on welfare. Um, I do remember, you know, going to the stores. And this was back then when they had the the paper food stamps. You know, my mother did use those. Um, there were times when, you know, we sat in the dark. There were times that... Um, We had to boil water, um, you know, just to take a decent bath. There were times, and I'm so thankful for those times because it was in those moments, in those times, that it truly allowed me to appreciate where I am today. It truly humbled me and allowed me not to think of myself more highly than I ought to. Um, It truly allowed me to appreciate the value of a dollar. So, Mommy, I know that you're smiling down, and I just want to thank you for all that you poured into me, whether you knew you was pouring into me or not. Thank you for all the times that you went without so we could have. Thank you for all of the times that when we would see you down and hurting and crying, and we would ask you why, and you would simply say, oh, it's all right, I'm just, you know, Mommy is fine. I just had a day or whatever she would say. Um, And she would bounce back up and keep going like it was nothing. So that is a brief childhood memory um, of my mother or us growing up as a single mother. Um, So now I just want to really talk about how I long to be a mother, how I the journey to me becoming a mother and the journey that I'm still on of me being a mother. So longing, becoming, being. But even before I longed to be a mother, I became a caregiver. And 
in that moment, as a caregiver, you have to have a nurturing spirit. You have to do it with passion. You have to do it with diligence. You have to do it without complaining, without groaning. And that's what I was to my mother for, it wasn't long before she passed. I um, moved back down here from New York in August of 2012. So August of 2012, and I, I didn't have any you know job lined up or anything. I just moved on a prayer and faith. And by faith, you know, my mother, it was just my mother and I, my brother and sister were here as well, but it was just my mother and I in her uh, two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> so you can imagine um, two strong-willed women living under the same roof. God help us all. But August rolled around, September rolled around, October rolled around. Thanksgiving of 2012 is when it all started. That was the last coherent memory of my mother or the last memory that I have of us together and when she was in literally in her right mind um after that um she was placed in hospice and for the months of December and part of January uh I tapped into caregiver mode. And mind you, I was a fiance at the time, planning a wedding, actually, that was happening uh, the following April of 2013. So I was very excited about that. And that helped to take my mind off of what my mother was going through. That helped to take my mind off of how she was feeling and how I was feeling in that moment and just kind of help to put her back together, help her to get back on her feet, which she never did, but that's okay. Um, so becoming a, or being a caregiver um, was mo- was one of the most rewarding um, challenges, um, but it was the most fulfilling challenges as well because I was able to see my mother from a whole different perspective. And while she was going through I was amazed at still how strong-willed she was, still how independent she tried to be. So fast forward to January 22nd, 2013, um, my queen transitioned from this life, and uh, she slipped into eternity. So that was that. Was that. And it's been seven years. Oh my gosh, I can't. Be- I look back and I can't believe that it has been seven years. But throughout these seven years, um, I've been, I've been okay. I've been fine. I've just been. I you know I have my husband um, with me, and now that I'm a mother, I have my son. So these seven years have been some of the most joyful years of my life and I'm truly thankful for that. So my husband and I married on April 6, 2013. One of the most, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better day to get married on. And from then, I think my longing to be a mother kind of kicked in um because I was looking at my age and I was, you know, looking at all my friends, you know, they were becoming mothers. And I'm like, oh, you know, in my heart, I long to be a mother. But 
knowing deep down that I truly wasn't ready to become a mother. Um, And I don't know if we're ever ready to become a mother. Are we? I don't know. But um, that was that season, my longing to be a mother. Um, I would, you know, congratulate everybody else and not, don't get me wrong, I was happy to congratulate my friends when they were pregnant, but deep down inside, there was still a longing, there was still a tugging, there was still a nagging, Um, and I started to, you know, ask, I don't even think I've asked verbally, I think internally, I was like, you know, when is it going to be my time, when do I get to become a mother, or when do I get to, you know, hear congratulations, and all of that, yeah. So that was my longing. Now, becoming a mother, OMG, um, becoming a mother was a challenge um, because uh, my husband and I, um, I know some people say they try. We didn't like, you know, try to the point where we just sticklers about, okay, we're going to document everything. We're going to log everything. We're going to um, test everything out and, you know, see if it works. But uh, my becoming a mother, it was a challenge. I think uh, my husband and I, decided, mutually decided that um, in 15 that we wanted to, you know, try and become parents. And, you know, we did. And, you know, every month I was, and I'll I'll be honest, I was that one woman or that one mother that um, every month that, you know, it showed that I was ovulating. I was like, okay, baby, you know, not to say that, you know, intimacy is few and far between between my husband because it's not like that at all I have to make that disclaimer but especially when you're wanting to become a mother you're longing to become a mother sometimes we can be obsessed with the fact that okay it didn't happen this month we'll try again next month it didn't happen next month we'll try again next month and so it became a I won't say necessarily say a game but it became a cycle of just negatives. And I started to, you know, kind of give up hope. And then I think that's where a little bit of depression set in. That's when a little bit of just downcast in my spirit set in because after, you know, all of our negatives and all of our no's and all of our not nouns, it's like, okay, so when? So, um, Eventually, uh, I was referred to a specialist um, to see what was happening with my lady parts. So <laughs> we uh, went to see a specialist in Atlanta, and would she, you know, they did all these tests. I have to do blood tests. I have to do, you know, uh, intravaginal tests and all this jazz. But um, it came back that I had uh, uterine polyps. And what polyps are, if I'm describing it right, I'm I'm not a healthcare professional at all. Let me make that disclaimer also. But what I got from how the doctor explained it is that they're like overgrowths of skin on your uterus. So it makes it hard for an egg to be fertilized if, you know, it can't get through. Um, it's, it creates a, a barrier between, um, you know, the sperm and the egg connecting. So I had those removed in June, June 6th of, I want to say 2016. 
I had those removed. And, you know, after that, I'm like, okay, we got that. We jumped over that hurdle. Let's keep going. So months went by, still nothing. Months went by, still nothing. So we finally decided to do an IUI. And we were just like, just try it because IVF was totally out of our budget. I commend mothers that um, have done the IVF and successfully were able, you know, to become pregnant using that because it's a very expensive process. It's a very extensive process. So kudos to you, mom. Um, I, I just know me, I, we didn't have it in the budget to go through with it. And I didn't know if I wanted to go that far and still nothing happened. I just, um, I, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to stop there. But we did the IUI, and um, nothing happened still. And that was in August of 2016, yes. So nothing happened. So kept trying, kept trying. And after a while, I just told my husband, I was like, you know what? Look, we're going to stop seeing the specialist. We're just going to... Take it the natural route, and it'll happen when it happens. And we didn't give up, but we kind of just was like, uh, we won't worry about it. So fast forward to 2018. Um, in 2018, we decided to uh, move out of our apartment. We were like, you know, this is the year that we're going to buy a house. We weren't even thinking about a baby right now. Because we were like, you know, we want to buy a house because we didn't want to... Um, We wanted to have the space to raise our son. So like, you know what, let's just start a new goal, crush it, go through with it. And then we did. So March of 2018, we moved out of our apartment and into um, temporarily. It was, you know, it was going to be, it was temporary. It was temporarily, but we didn't know how long it was going to take us to find a house because any homeowners... Any homeowner would tell you that the home buying process is by far one of the the most nerve-wracking processes there is. So we started that process in March. Uh, Meanwhile, um, we were living with one of our good friends. Thank you so much, by the way, Amber. Uh, She was so gracious to allow us to stay with her for five months. We were there from April until September, until we closed on our house that same year. Mind you, we're still not thinking about a a baby at all. So Easter 2018, I actually, we're spring break 2018. I actually went to visit my grandmother um, who was having, you know, difficulties at the time. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go up there with her for a week and, you know, come back and I'll just you know, join you here at the apart at Amber's apartment. So we went there, came back, um, and it was, you know, our anniversary always falls on the during the week of spring break. It's April 6th. So it always falls when we're both on spring break from school. So we did, you know, we celebrated. I think we celebrated a little too much if you ask me. <laughs> but uh, my husband's birthday is like 13 days after our anniversary. And he says it happened in April. I says it happened in March, of course, because it was just, 
the timing was perfect. It was perfect. It's probably actually probably my birthday. I don't know. But anywho, um, and something, I don't know if you ever, you know, speak to a mother or just talk to them about their journey. I'm sure they would tell you that they know their bodies to the point where they know when something is off. So I felt something was off and actually it was my husband's birthday, April 19th. And I said, well, I'll stop at Walgreens on the way back to Amber's to pick up a test. Didn't know if I was actually going to follow through with taking the test, but I did. So I said, well, we'll see. And um, my husband had gone out with some of his uh, line brothers. They took him out just for a little short dinner or whatever. And I was getting ready to go to bed. And I was like, well, uh, I'll take it and see and see what happens. Took the test. Y'all. Not even 10 seconds later, it popped up positive. I could have fainted. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, we're, I said, Lord, we're not even in our own spot. How are we going to raise a baby in somebody else's house? We don't even have the space right now. All these thoughts start going through my mind. I couldn't even think straight. So I called Amber in the room. I said, well, Kent in the bathroom. I said, um, and I think I woke her up. I'm sorry. But I looked, she looked at it and I was like, does that say positive? And she was like, oh my gosh, Tree, you're going to be a mother. I was like, no, I'm not. She was like, yes, you are. I was like, oh, and I I just burst into tears. I was, I, I didn't even know what to do, what to say. It was just a surreal moment because we had been, you know, trying for so many, well, yeah, for a few years. And then it happened. So fast forward to... September 2018, we closed on our house. Uh, mind you, I'm six months pregnant, so you already know I was frustrated. I was stressed. I was tired. I was irritated. But 2018 um, was one of the most, oh, what a year. But when I say by far the best, um, it was. And that is not to say that it takes precedence or is more important than, you know, uh, us graduating from college, us, you know, doing all these accomplishments, us getting married. It's not more important than that. But you have no idea how setting your eyes on the little one that you prayed for for so long, setting your eyes on the child that was promised to you is surreal. On December 29th, 2018, I call I still call him my little cocoa bean, but our Caleb Dean Smith was born at I want to say 12. It was after midnight. I do know that. It's after midnight at uh sorry y'all. But it was a it was a surreal moment to lay my eyes on him. And even now, at he's one plus. I know some people are like, oh, he's 16 months. Yeah, he is. But even now, it's just to when I lay my eyes on him, I still can't believe that I'm his mother. And I think motherhood 
is one of those journeys. And I, I, I read it on one of my dear friends' posts on today. I love you, Christian. Um, she was saying motherhood is one of those journeys. Let me get it right. She, um, she said, motherhood, the hardest thing that I've ever loved, no days off. And that is so true for every mother, I believe. Like the journey, we're always going to be on this journey um, because they may outgrow our lap, but they will never outgrow our heart. And I know that every mother can agree that no matter, you know, if your children are little, no matter if they're older, in between, you never stop being a mother. You never want to see your children without. You always want to pour into them. You always want to encourage them. You always want to motivate them. So, and I... I'm thankful for this journey. I'm thankful for where I am right now because it's just beginning for me. And I'm so thankful that I have a tribe of mothers that I can call on that will encourage me, that will give me that advice, that will pray for me and with me. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. And I, I'm truly grateful for this journey. I'm truly grateful to be on this journey. I'm truly grateful for all that my son has showed me that I I never knew. Every day he amazes me. And I'm so thankful to be on this journey. And even though um it was rough afterwards, um I can't believe I'm you know I I actually would do it all over again. I want to do it all over again. Um but I think after two, we're done. Thank you. Uh, after two, yeah, that, that was, at first it was four until afterwards. I was like, oh, MG. So my eyes were definitely opened. And kudos to those moms that, you know, have multiples and have more than two, more than three, more than four. Kudos. My hats are off to you. You are the real MVPs because me, mm-mm. I, um, no, I just can't. However, if, you know, God says, you know, I have more, I'm like, okay, Lord, um, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts and your ways are higher than my ways. So, you know, but Lord, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I could you know, <laughs> birth more than two, but I'm so thankful for every mother. Um, and I've said this before, whether you adopted your children, whether you had them by surrogacy, whether uh, vaginally, C-section, whether you are a mother-to-be, my hats are off to you as well. And you, I hope and pray that you will experience the same joy that I think every mother has experienced watching their children go. And I'm praying for those of you that unfortunately have lost children. I'm praying for those of um, you angel mommies. Um, I'm praying for those that are longing to be mothers where I was a few years back and it just hasn't happened yet. Trust, trust, it will. So happy Mother's Day to every mother, to all mothers everywhere. 
I love you all and continue to go through this journey with me. Go continue to encourage me, continue to um, just pour into me however you can, because I want this uh, this podcast to touch every mother everywhere from all walks of life. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you're going. But one thing that we all have in common is that we were given the awesome responsibility to give life, to bear life. And that in itself is a blessing.